Good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Trevor with Good News Church. Um, I'm sitting down again with David, uh, Pastor David McMinn over at uh, Rockbridge. And this afternoon, always interrupted me, man. I'm just so excited to get into the podcast. It's it's, it's my thing. I have to do it every time now. Uh, We've got we've got a good uh, buddy of both of ours, uh, Oscar, on to kind of talk. Well, uh, David, let let me just let you introduce him. (laughs) Oscar was a uh, student of mine at the Tarleton Wesley and, and now a good friend of mine. And Oscar is, uh, I, I think your major, is it uh, outdoor recreation? Is that what it's called? Or was that even your major? Is that just what you did? No, it, my major was equine science, agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I right. spent all four years of college working at a rock wall and taking people camping and uh, just kind of running the, helping run the challenge course there at Tarleton State. And now I work at uh, a resort that's, I mean, shut down temporarily, but um, where we take people kayaking on Lake Travis and powder boarding and teaching them archery, hatchet throwing, rock climbing, all the outdoor good stuff. Do you think you could teach me archery while paddle boarding? Oh, definitely. For sure. Uh, We haven't, tried that but i think i think that'll be a really good challenge especially just for you know anybody even if you're an experienced pro that'd be difficult so so oscar huh. where did your love of the outdoors come from uh you know obviously that's not what you went to charlton for you went in for equine science and i think even before that uh veterinary medicine but where, yeah, where did I, but you still have to be outside let's be honest like you ain't bringing the horse inside <laughs> that's true yeah yeah, I don't know. My parents, uh, I mean, I grew up in Fort Worth and my parents never really took us uh, camping or fishing or hunting or anything like that. Um, I just had this one cousin who was outdoorsy and I was like, man, I want to be like him. I want to go out and hunt and fish and camp and just be in the outdoors. For some reason, I just had that little urge. Uh, but I think partly was that love of animals, like you were saying, like you can't just be inside and take care of, of horses and, and cattle and everything like that. So um, I originally was like, yeah, I'm going to be a veterinarian. And then I was like, mm, that's probably a little, a little too much. I, I can still work with animals and not be a vet. So I kind of just went in the, uh, the horse world. Uh, but then I met a lot of cool friends at Tarleton, like Wyatt, uh, who, you know, David, but he, he really kind of got me into fishing and hunting and just kind of, you know, doing all the outdoors things. And then I love to rock climb as a kid. My mom took us uh, to the YMCA in Benbrook and we uh, climbed a bunch of uh, walls there just at the YMCA. But then when I got to college, I saw this really, really cool opportunity to, to work at, at the rock wall. So I took that and then really to kind of introduce me to camping and, and uh, kayaking and doing all the, the cool outdoorsy stuff. What's a what's a crazy story that's happened to you while outdoors? Uh, any bear attacks, uh, situations, crazy hunters, anything like that? Well, yeah, the first time I went to Big Bend, uh, it was actually with my wife Angela, who also worked with uh, with me at the outdoor uh, adventure crew over there at Tarleton, and we went uh, got our camp set up at this like RV park in Terlingua, and off the bat we saw a rattlesnake and like i mean there was kids there it was really really kind of freaky like the snake was at our campsite and so one of our our other guides went out there and kind of took care of it but it was it was like whoa we're out here in the desert and you know there's all kinds of stuff that can get us so uh that was kind of like a a big shock but after that we never really had any crazy problems or or any crazy stories like that 
Oscar. So I met Oscar. Um, gosh, what year was it that you were a camp counselor at Glen Lake? Oh man, I think it was 2016. That was maybe my first. Yeah, I think it was 2016. And then again, right. uh, I think 2018 later. <clears throat> and when you were at Glen Lake, you were, were you doing a lot of the rec there? Um, what all kind of activities or games did you kind of lead while the camp counselor? I think the first year I was mainly a lifeguard. I lifeguarded a lot. Um, and then I also did the, some of the rock wall stuff there because I already had that background. Um, and then a lot, a lot of the low elements, so leading the kids through um, like the three islands or the antenna log uh, or just kind of like the spiders web, doing all those kinds of games with them. We all kind of got trained on that for the most part. But I think in the off season, uh, they realized, oh, hey, like Oscar can come and, and lead that for like some of the college kids. And so I think that's kind of where they were kind of eyeing me later and we're like hey you should kind of lead the rec stuff here so i did that after i graduated college for a year working at glen lake and doing the the rec stuff which was awesome because i uh i was in the office but mainly kind of doing um sorry my dogs are barking in the background um but then we were kind of getting the management side of of doing all the rec stuff and so that was pretty pretty good opportunity for me too Um, so what we wanted to talk about with Oscar today, with all his great outdoor rec experience is, you know, it's, we've been told that it's really important for us to go outdoors and yet there's a lot of things we can't do. Um, what are some things that people, you know, any suggestions that you have as far as things that people can do to get outdoors, have fun, uh, that wouldn't take necessarily a lot of, uh, equipment or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of cool backyard games you can get um there's one specifically david you have this game it's called kube k-u-b-b um and i mean it's kind of difficult to explain but it's pretty much you have these wooden dowels and you're throwing them at these like rectangular cubes and they're all fairly small they're on the ground um and it's a really fun game you can play that for hours we uh we took that camping with us whenever we went anywhere and kind of use that as some downtime uh, but there's different games like that. There's also slacklining, um, which is kind of a, a test of balance, but then you can also get really good at it. And it's kind of like tightrope walking, but you're on this kind of ratchet strap thing uh, that you tie around some trees. And uh, I mean, you can have fun with that if you're not really the best at um, playing games. It's just kind of walking across that, uh, that ratchet strap kind of thing. But it's a really, really cool outdoorsy uh, kind of almost like hammocking, like you were saying, hammocking is really cool too. Uh, but you're really kind of actively trying to get across that. It's a good mental challenge and physical challenge as well. Um, and yeah, hammocking. So hammocking. would I just put that between two trees? Is that how I would do that? Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool later if we, like, I can go set up the slack line or set up cube. And I mean, maybe David can do the cube video, but we can maybe uh, show how to do that. And then kind of you know walk people through how to play cube and, and maybe do slack lining as well but yeah it's, it's pretty simple it's just like a ratchet strap you pull it around two trees you tighten it all the way uh and then you just walk across it or at least that's that's the goal it's pretty difficult you'll probably end up stumbling and getting back on and off a few times but it's pretty are you pretty doubting cool. my balance <laughs> not at all uh <laughs> It's, it's trickier really than you think. It, it, it's pretty tricky. Uh, we used to do it at the at the Wesley, and uh, 
it can be pretty tricky. It's something we could definitely set up. You've got a great space for that at Good News. We could set it up with some trees and, and even um, set up cube. People could just go up there with their families and play it. It'd be fun. Yeah. Let's and I think it. Austin in the show notes, since we're an official uh, podcaster, can you make sure we have all of this in the uh, show notes? Aye, aye, Captain, whatever you want, you got it. Austin, I just want to note for the record that Austin started to nod his head uh, and then realized that he needed a verbal yes. <laughs> I don't want to be weird and have, have no verbal confirmation when I'm being talked to on the podcast. So so I, I want to throw down the gauntlet and challenge. I think we should do a contest, me and Oscar versus Austin and Trevor in Kube. And uh, maybe put some 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 uh, a little wager on it. I like it, uh, especially since we... the two of y'all know this game and I've already played it. And I don't know about Austin, but I don't know anything about this game, so I love it. <laughs> even better, even better. Uh, maybe we can uh, give you a, a handicap. It's really not hard. I mean, you, you throw stuff, you throw sticks at uh, little uh, pillars on the ground, and uh, I've been throwing just... stuff at other stuff my whole life. I know we're, we're men. That's what we do. We throw things. I think I think it's from like the Viking era where they would throw logs or rocks at logs or something crazy like that. But I don't I don't exactly know the complete history. But I think it's like some Swedish Viking game. Maybe I don't know. I really want. Can to we have a log throw off? A log? Absolutely. I think Trevor's the only one that's going to be able to actually do that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We'll stage our own Highland games and yes. uh, see who is the manliest. Yeah, we could. We really uh, need to, we're the four kind of guys that really need to assert our masculinity here. <laughs> Goodness. I could even uh, get some hatchets and we could do some hatchet throwing as well. That's another cool. I've random actually done quite a bit of axe throwing before. I've done oh, axe yeah. throwing. So it was really fun. I really. That's so hipster of you. Uh, it's all over the place here in Austin, but. <laughs> But uh, so you once, put a little backspin this... on it. I like how do you make sure that it hits where it sticks into the wood? Do you have to like put a little spin on it? I mean, yeah, a little, it kind of naturally does that, right, Oscar? Yeah, uh, I mean, it'd be kind of hard to just throw it straight, but it definitely has to spin and get some momentum going. David, you should try to throw like a curveball with the axe. Ooh, I like it. Do you, you know, hold it, hold the fingers just right, so. Saying it's hard to throw it straight was the sassiest way Oscar could say that was a dumb question. <laughs> no, I don't mean like, of course it's going to spin, but you know, you can kind of whip it, you know, where you right. kind of put some backspin on it versus like just throwing it, you know. No, I understand. Yeah. I think I think it's a valid question for sure. I mean, you should see me whip it and then you'll know I'll crush good. this hatch throwing. Hatch throwing. Hatch throwing. <laughs> Trevor is clearly so, ready for this. Oh, no. When I was a youth director, uh, we had this guy and his name was Richard King. And of course he went by Dick King and um, he was one of our youth sponsors. Uh, Dick King was famous for uh, in some spare time being left on a work site and building a bench for himself just in like five minutes. He, rather than sit on a stump or something, he built himself a bench. And so we started to tell stories about Dick King instead of uh, um, Chuck Norris. It was, it was Dick King jokes. And he, at that time, uh, was the number two Bowie knife thrower in the state of Texas. That's, a that's cool. intense. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, at the 
Oh, what were you saying, Austin? I was going to say, we, we'll organize this whole games of, of random throwing stuff once we are able to leave our homes and everything. We'll get it going. I think it's a good challenge. I think it'll be a fun way to kind of come back together when we can. Yeah, I have a hatchet at the house right now. I can show you how to throw that too. David, make a little tutorial if you want. Yeah, yeah that it's really, really easy. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, we can post, uh, maybe do a weekly segment, a video from Oscar, like a different outdoor activity. Yeah, I'll probably run out of stuff pretty quick because, I mean, like, I really wanted to come on here and talk about camping and going out to state parks or different little recreation areas around because there's a, I know on 1431, there's like a bunch of small recreation areas. I think that is run by the uh, LCRA, which is like a river authority, a local river authority. Um, and there's a lot of camping opportunities around that a lot of people could access from, you know, Austin. And, uh, but it's, of course, it's all shut down. I think most of the state parks and I think most national parks are, are shut down as well. So for sure, all the camping. Um, and I think a lot of the hiking as well. So can that was share, kind of a. Can you share if it, you know, once the, maybe some of the restrictions get lifted some? Uh, what are some of your favorite places to camp and, and do some of those activities? Yeah. Um, a lot of them are kind of spread out. Uh, Big Bend's are me and my wife's favorite. Uh, there's a, a good natural wildlife refuge in Oklahoma that we, we went to a bunch. Um, but it's, it's kind of on the border. It's kind of close to the border of Texas as well. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of cool, cool rivers and, and stuff you can camp on kind of by San Antonio, Austin areas. Yeah, uh, hopefully that stuff will get lifted pretty soon and we can go out and, and check those out. Okay, a question for you, Oscar. If the zombie apocalypse happens, which of the three of us would you take with you and why? Oh, no. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Based off of just playing that zombie game, I guess, and <laughs> I, I would think... <laughs> I would think Austin Austin is, is, is the one that I would take. Sweet uh, three. We're both young. We're we're strong. We can uh, <laughs> hold our own. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, it's good. It's good. So you just used a word I don't know that is often kind of uh, thought of when you think of Austin. An S word? <laughs> can you repeat that again? What was it? Strong. He's talking about strong. Like I'm strong. Some brawny, wimpy dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's, he's wiry but tough. Yeah. 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 And I think I think I think Austin Austin would would make a good fit. We can definitely survive for quite a long time. Yeah, I think the other thing is Oscar and I wouldn't kill each other being isolated with each other, which I think is <laughs> is is is, a, is not to say that you guys. <laughs> Yeah, what are you trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to say that my conflict resolution skills with Oscar are impeccable. Like, we we get along so well. And uh, it's very natural. It's very easy. And I could just see a situation where where the the stakes are high, the stress is getting to us. And, uh, you know, like, I could see that breaking and fracturing other partnerships. But Oscar and I, we're, we're unbreakable. Yeah, for sure. We're like a, like a, what is it? Like a wedding ring, you know? What was that, oh. David? You always say <laughs> that it it doesn't uh, it has no end and no beginning. No. <laughs> oh, I guess <laughs> we have no end like, and no beginning. We never started. We'll never end. 
<laughs> this is going to be edited out. This is a weird tangent. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Hey, this Oscar. Me feel, so, I'm feeling pretty positive. Uh, I'm thinking about my good brother here, David, who has two elementary age kids uh, going on walks or is probably starting to get old. Is there like mm-hmm. a, just a quick and easy, like something silly that he could do with his two girls, a game that I mean, just comes to mind? I don't know. I don't, I don't have kids. I only have dogs, but um, <laughs> I feel like I would definitely, if I had camping gear, like I would go Are you out say and fetch? <laughs> no, um, but I could see myself if I had kids going out and maybe introducing them to camping, like going out, buying some tents online, bringing them in, uh, and just kind of setting it up in the backyard and, or even in the living room, you know, just kind of going out there and just kind of introducing them. This is how you set up the tent. Um, this is what we do and maybe grill, um, like camp food and just tell camp stories and maybe, if you live in the area where you can have a little campfire going, make some s'mores, just kind of, you know, spending time out there, pretending that you're camping, but it can still be a really fun activity. I think that's that's what I would be doing for sure with it's, kids. It's a great idea. It has one flaw, which is that would assume that I would need to know how to set up a tent. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to watch a YouTube video to how to set up a tent and and then uh, and then do it. I'm, well, I'm probably the least outdoorsy person here. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, okay, so my my perspective of this is as also someone that has never had kids Oscar and as a middle child, you might as well have treated me like I was a dog and played fetch. So um, <laughs> I, I really don't know the difference between those two, but I will say my parents did do the whole backyard camping thing with me and it was awesome. It's a great way to uh, to feel like you're close to home and have the accessibility. If it doesn't go well, you can just go back inside. It's no big deal. But if not, it could be a fun experience where you get to go and, and experience what it will be like when you go camping. You get to look at the stars, usually, things like that. That, um, I mean, my parents kind of instilled uh, how fun camping could be through that experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, we're giving Fetch like a bad rap right now. Uh, it is a heck of a game to play with an 18-month-old. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I would have never thought. I mean, what do you throw? Any like any literally anything. <laughs> I mean, look, I've played I've thrown an ult, I've thrown a frisbee and ultimate frisbee with uh with college students before and some are bad enough it might as well be fetch and it's still fun. You know, like <laughs> Yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah. Maybe you can fetch and camp. Pretend. I would also say we have a, a great creek that's near our house um and uh it's not a park and so sometimes you can find places like that that are just really fun to go out in nature that it doesn't really matter if they close them because it's not actually a park so um yeah and and so i would encourage like go just go exploring with your kids uh find a little bit of woods and they'll think it's just the coolest thing in the world like they'll think um they're in on some sort of adventure and uh it, you know kids imaginations run wild and so you just need to kind of get it started in the right direction and so just just making it an adventure i think is part of it yeah and i think probably i know most lakes 
are open to boats and if you have a lake near you maybe uh take some of that stimulus check money go get a canoe you don't have to go buy a big fancy boat or or anything like that but maybe even a kayak or like a canoe would be better for kids but definitely going out on the lake and just kind of exploring that way even if you don't know anything about canoeing it's pretty easy uh you just kind of paddle along as long as you have life jackets and stuff you'll you'll be pretty safe uh, i don't know if you can go and swim at the lakes so i feel like that might be closed um but definitely i feel like that's another good idea of going out and doing some water stuff like you were saying with the river yeah. and whatnot and michelle got me a uh inflatable kayak for like 80 bucks which i'm sure it's not super great but you know it's like um it's gonna be good and you know it's it's gonna be good enough and, and that it'll still do the job yeah for sure have you ever heard about my kayaking experience I have not. So oh, uh, I was maybe six months married, right? Newly married. We're still kind of loving the air, et cetera. That's your um, mistake. You went kayaking with your wife. No, <laughs> no, no. Danielle didn't even go. Right. So it, every Friday I would bring her lunch at school where she taught. Um, but one Friday that morning I went kayak fishing uh, and the kayak was behind me and I kind of, leaned i guess over to grab the fishing or the the fishing pole was behind me and i leaned behind me i guess to grab the uh pole uh what i didn't what didn't happen before i did that was my buddy didn't tell me that was his grandfather's like favorite fishing pole um and i might have flipped the kayak not once not twice but somehow i had built up enough momentum by turning around to grab the pole that i flipped three times in the kayak lost everything in the kayak lost my buddy's fish grandpa's fishing pole um i'm like floundering in the water splashing obviously scaring all the fish away finally i get upright and get every i think i've got most of the gear etc and i get home and i'm cleaning up before i take danielle lunch and I'm washing my hair, and I realize I may have lost my wedding band. Oh. <laughs> Did you lose it? Did you end up finding it later, or was it gone? Oh, no, it was completely gone. And uh, I'm now a proud owner of a James Avery Sterling Silver uh, $50 wedding band. <laughs> Same. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I lost mine in a river on a youth trip. My original wedding ring just washed off. So, on a what? Austin, are you taking notes? Uh, I'll look. My my fiance has I I don't plan on losing mine, but my fiance has straight up said that she anticipates she's going to lose it because she loses all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm shaking my head just knowing that eventually I'm going to have to get something new for her, probably. <laughs> Oh, that's the expensive one. Ours are yeah. cheap. Yeah, I know, right? But that's okay. I love her. She's worth it. So, you know, no big deal. Well, guys, any any last thoughts as far as recreation, get out in nature uh, during the? I have one more question for Oscar. You said uh, you named a game. I think Three Islands. Is that what you called it? Yeah, um, it's it's a low element, but it, it's pretty much if you have. Um, like pavers, like stone pavers in your backyard, maybe. Uh, you can just set three of those up. Uh, usually, if you had a big group, you would need like a really, like a, you had to make it yourself out of wood. Uh, but it's pretty much like three squares. Um, you set them up to where you can have like a, a 
what are those called? Like a four by, I don't know. It's not, it's not two by four. Like a two by six. Yeah. Like, like a thicker, longer piece uh, of, of wood that you can lay down to make a bridge between those. And it's like a, a specific mental challenge that a lot of camps and different uh, team building, uh, you know, places use to kind of get the group to go from one Island uh, to the middle Island and then, switch over to that second island so it's kind of like a specific mind teamwork kind of game i don't know if it, it's pretty stressful so i don't know if i would play uh with your kids but there's definitely a lot of cool low element stuff you can look up online and, and try to get some ideas but yeah. i can see my kids loving that in fact i might try it and let you guys know on the podcast next week like how it goes yeah i would also add you know we talked a little bit about hatch throwing and and the manly stuff but um, I think archery, archery is a super good thing. Like I go out and shoot my bow. Uh, I try to go every day lately, kind of, sometimes I've been staying inside and then when I get bored, I go out and shoot my bow. Um, but you can buy some recurve bows, which are pretty simple. Uh, you can even get some kids bows that are really, really cheap and they're not dangerous at all. Uh, but you can kind of get into that. I think it's a really good activity to just kind of pass the time, but then also, uh, it, it really ends up being more of a mental exercise instead of a physical exercise. Um, when you get to the point that you're comfortable loading the arrow, pulling back and releasing, it's a really cool thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not really a completely wrong way to shoot, but there's an unsafe way to do it. So maybe go in and try looking up, you know, what not to do whenever you're, you're shooting a bow. But yeah, I mean, you can go out and to Walmart even and, and get some, you know, kids toy bows and go out and have a good time outside. I had a bow and arrow as a kid and I loved it. Now I might've gotten into some mischief shooting at the cable company satellite dish <laughs> that was next oh, door to my house. <laughs> so definitely got to, got to kind of supervise for, for the first, you know, few times, but yeah. Well, based oh, that was on like college. Making, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> based oh. on decision making <laughs> is probably best if we always supervise or at least uh, understand when they're using it just so we can be ready for a phone call from neighbors or something. But, yeah. yeah. Um, One final question, Oscar. Uh, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. We were talking about board games, um, mm-hmm. and kind of walking through. The three of us mentioned our favorites and that type of stuff. What is one board game that you just always can go back to and play? Oh man, Monopoly, for sure. Um, it's a classic, and I think once you play it with all the rules, it it gets really long, but it gets like super super intense and i think it it might even be better than doom i don't know oh. i think That's i just big, found uh, the one thing that could break apart oscar and i's <laughs> oscar can you pull the hatchet that you just threw into my back out of my back <laughs> well i mean like Doom. i kind of feel the same really way good. about risk though like the way you feel about monopoly is how i feel about risk there's some classic games even as a uh, a board game aficionado that I still love, and, and and part of it's the nostalgia. So, you know, you guys uh, back off of attacking Oscar too much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, I mean, it's 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 like super easy for the most part. I mean, once you figure out all the rules, but it's not like Dune where you have to when you bring somebody in new and like you have to explain all these details. It's just like, hey, it's Monopoly. We can just kind of roll the dice and and have a good time. But that's one of the games I still play with, like. Uh, like Kimberly and Trent and all my friends from from Charlton Wesley, uh, we sometimes 
I think now we've been doing playing Monopoly on our phones, like as an app. And then we Zoom each other and just kind of like talk through that way. Uh, and so we still kind of get connected just with playing Monopoly. But yeah. Yeah. I think, and if you actually follow the rules, which limits the trading, I think, um, you know, if you actually follow the real rules of Monopoly, it, it, it lowers the time uh, a lot. Because uh, if you, you the, the whole purpose is bankrupting people. And sometimes you're like, well, I won't charge you full if you do X, Y, and Z. And if you don't yeah. do that, it, it really lowers the time and it, 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 it works out a lot better. I heard it was designed to show the ruthlessness of, of late stage capitalism. You would Whoa. say that. I, I know I would say that. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> the young gun. Keep Austin weird, am I right? I, but I mean, well, I heard it's supposed to be like, well, yeah, I mean, you, you win by stepping and crushing everyone else until they're bankrupt is how you win. And the faster you do that, the easier you do that, you know. So, hey, that's I, I did. I did hear that's it. But then human nature kicks in. And you're like, I don't want to do that to my kid yeah. right now. You know, right. like it's oh, but all no. the games that we talk about, unless they're the Euro games, I guess that's the thing about them. But like, you know, risk, you're trying to just conquer the world dune you're trying to backstab all of your your the, so True. there's that human element in probably most board games and and funnily funnily i just say that yeah no that's right that's right f-u-n-n-i-o-y uh, yes funnily uh i really enjoy games where i can be devious or try to explore things like that that i wouldn't normally do in real life so is that the pastor's like is that, is that your venting <laughs> yes yes uh, I well, like we, to are, take world. we are talking about the outdoors. I have one question for you, Oscar. Have you heard yeah. of geocaching before? I have. Um, I haven't done any myself, but I think it'd be a really fun thing to do as well. Um, yeah, and just to just to give some clarity for people that may not know what that is, it's basically like people have. It's kind of like real life treasure hunting, where people have have these caches, as they call them, C A C H E, and you you can open up an app that has all the locations on a map and you like run through and try and find where they're hidden and then there's treasure in there and the idea is you take it and then you leave something else is my understanding of it but i don't know yeah x mark the spot no i i wish i mean i think that'd be really fun you could it's like pirate simulator then but you know i think it's a little bit more about they hide it someplace and you have to figure out where it is in this little space they have a zone kind of thing or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, I, mean, I just think that might be something that might be good once we start to have a little bit more freedom about where we go outside with families, just some adventure kind of stuff. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I don't I don't know much about it, but I mean, what what do they usually hide? Is it like a like a, a, a rock with a paper taped to it or what? what is it? Actually, no, I've heard of people that have had really good experiences with it and people that have really bad experiences with it. Um, yeah, so, like, people that found, like, actual trash and that was it or people that found, like, really cool trinkets and fun things that they got to keep. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, is there an official geocache, like, website? I think there's an that official you... app. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, but I just, nice. I haven't done it myself. I didn't know if you had heard of it or anything, liked it or tried it, Oscar. But yeah. I know some state parks have done it themselves where they're like, hey, if you come on this day, go on this trail and you might find like this, um, I don't know, like this 
tarp that has a, a cool backpack on it and you can keep it if you find it so okay. i don't know um yeah it, it really does kind of stink that most of the state parks are closing down because there's a lot of really good ones that you can go to or even just um uh i know like the uh the swimming hole what is that hamilton pool you can go there and most of the time and uh just kind of spend the 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 day with the family there but i think most of those are definitely shut down well here's hoping it opens uh, up soon Another fun thing uh, that I used to do before disc golf was super popular. You could totally say play disc golf, but just make up your own targets, you know, just wherever you are. And if you yeah. do a ball or any activity. I mean, we did that in college uh, with tennis balls and like five irons or seven irons and had different things all over the college campus. Campus golf is what we called it, but <clears throat> like a fountain you couldn't get it in the water you had to get it anyways um yeah stuff like that where you just get outside and have fun yeah i recall doing that in college we did it with disc golf at the wesley house at ut arlington actually and we had different spots around the outskirts of the house that were different holes and so we had a full we had a full 18 hole chorus that was just on the lot just around the exterior of the house so i don't know maybe that's something cool if you have some discs to use for that i might try that actually that sounds really fun <laughs> i was, always enjoyed that so um i know i saw a post about people playing pokemon go like right now they were just driving around the cars and going <laughs> playing pokemon go so i mean that could be something too yeah I've, yeah I've my kids my kids love it car and do it they just like drive over there and do it. So, well, you drive really slow, so you stay under the uh, the cap. So you yep. like driving five miles an hour. Yep. Yeah, but I think the post I saw it was on Facebook, and it was like my neighbor called the cops on me because, like, I mean, they saw this car <laughs> driving really slow throughout the neighborhood, and they're like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And then the cops get there, like, "Hey, we're just playing Pokemon Go." <laughs> just get out and walk, folks. Get out and walk. I saw a story yeah. like that that led to the neighbors then sending a cake to apologize that said, Yeah, that was, it. Said, that was it. Sorry, we called the cops on you. <laughs> yeah. But it had like Pokemon, it was a Pokemon themed cake. So it was pretty yes. fun. Have, have we gone completely off the rails or is it just me? I don't know. That, I, don't, I mean, I think, Pokemon, I Go's Pokemon Go is Pokemon Go is getting out there. Get right? outside. Yeah. It's all about trying to find entertainment and. Uh, not just surviving, but kind of thriving in quarantine and social distancing, I think. Yeah, in case check you out tell. our Wednesday night sermon series, Thrive, how to thrive in the midst of social distancing. I have rocked it. Nice plug. Nice there plug. There you go. And in case y'all can't tell, this is kind of our way to thrive in the middle of social distancing <laughs> is our conversations with each other. This is our social time. Oh, man. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we should probably wrap it up. Trevor, you want to take it on for us? I'll, I'll bring it all home. Uh, we appreciate y'all uh, joining us this afternoon. We hope that uh, maybe if nothing else, if you didn't get an idea that works for your location, but uh, maybe it got your creative juices going of uh, fun ways that you can engage your family and um, your kids and just play with them. I think one of the biggest things that uh, as a dad, I'm learning in this um, quarantining is whatever normal life was, it was too busy. And I didn't connect with my kid, uh, with Cora in a way that was meaningful. And, um, this is teaching me to learn to play and have fun 
And so that's, that's our encouragement is uh, to get out there and have fun and uh, come up with a new game and uh, let us know if, or send pictures, if you come up with something fun, a fun game or some rules or something like that, that uh, David and I need to um, participate in a new game for us to learn. Sounds good. <clears throat> and I do recommend cube. Y'all should all get it. So, and also you need to start a outdoors with Oscar five minute video each week. Yeah. I'll start with uh cube and then slacklining and yeah, we'll see what, what we go from there. Sweet. Well, thanks guys. Uh, we're praying for you. And if there's anything we can do, just let us know. <laughs>